so I saw this really funny commercial that I wanted to tell you about, but I was saving it for the podcast. Um, there's this couple, right? They're like sitting in their living room and the guy's busy doing work and the woman's staring at him longingly like, oh, you know, why don't you look at me sort of thing. And everything in, is in this like hue of sadness. You know how they put that filter on? <laughs> and then they switch to a commercial for clean and dry which is like a vaginal cleaning. Oh my god! Uh, like yeah, shampoo. I don't know. It's like soap <laughs> or something, right? But but it also whitens. Oh my god! So good the Lord. commercial then proceeds to show this woman turn on to clean and dry, and then like whitens her vagina, and then her husband is all into her, and he's all like. Oh, it's great. And that hue of sadness is lifted and everything's like bright. Are you kidding? No, dead serious. So this is the commercial. And I was like, okay, yeah, we're talking about like perfection and an obsession with beauty in the Indian society. So I was doing some research and I came across this and I was just shocked. I was like, oh my God, they have gone that far now. So I'm sorry, where have you seen this commercial? And I have, why haven't I seen it? I was reading an article. I was reading like an article about... India's obsession with fairness and then in it this commercial was an example so bleaching your vagina yeah bleaching your vagina will improve your sex life because nobody wants to have sex with a darker vagina which oh was the God. crux of what this commercial was there are saying. so many things wrong with that sentence it was so like oh my god it was just it was so disappointing my goodness so so well we had the whole remember when we were growing up and fair and lovely was the biggest like it still is the biggest i wonder why and and have you ever used it no god no so i did i did and i'll tell you and i'll tell you why not because i wanted to be fair or anything it's only because they said that it's really good it's very moisturizing blah 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 so i just wanted to do it as a test to see if it's actually better than the other creams i was uh, Mm -hmm. moisturizers I was using so I did and I was so naive I was young naive so I honestly thought it makes you fairer by the way biggest lie ever it doesn't but the fact that you actually have young girls trying it is my question overwhelmingly it's like a the bleaching industry in India is a 450 million dollar industry Oh my god 450 million. just in India too just in India and it's like people are absolutely obsessed with it in my experience so I was like every time I hear anyone talk about me as a baby versus my brother they were like oh she was born and she was all like fair (laughs) and everyone was like oh how how did this like really fair baby get born into our family and she was smiling and she was great and then you know your brother was born and he was just all dark and mangly and he was really skinny too and you know he was just gross and I'm like I, I, of course, when I was little, I was like, "Oh, I'm better than him," and I'm so, and like because that's what you're. Because you always want to be better than your sibling, for yeah, sure. Yeah, but that's what kind of what you're told to believe. And then over time, I was like, "How wrong is that? Like, how wrong is that? As soon as the baby is born, you're just like, oh, fair baby. Yeah, I did a great job. Oh yeah. And then like a dark baby. Oh no. And it's still there. Like my mom, every single I'm I'm 35, and yet. 
I'm, I mean, my mother, people will come and say, okay, you know, Shipra, and, you know, you're, she's there and whatever, she's talking about me. And then she'll say, oh, when she was born, she was so fair that the nurse came and checked tags to make sure that she was mine. Because, and they would say, how come such a fair baby is born to such dark parents? Because my mom and my dad are darker. Mm-hmm. And it, it's almost like a... Like, they were proud of this. And I'm yeah, like... Mom, but they are proud of it. They are. But my question is, if I wasn't that fair, whatever that means, would she have loved me any less? I doubt it. She would have still... I would still be, you know, her daughter. But then it'll be like, oh, we need to do bleach. We need to have fair and lovely. Oh, my God. Now I have to find a husband who will be okay with darker. Like, it's just such a... Almost like a pain that she's you not... Know- So that was your experience in India, which is a common experience in India right now. Uh I'll tell you this. I even heard Vivek's mom mention this. And Vivek was born in London. And she grew up in London, right? And she was like, oh, when Vivek was born, he was all like, he was so fair. And he has such light skin that everyone was just really (laughs) jealous of him as a baby. (laughs) And I was just like, what? Like, it's cross-continental. No matter where you are, if you're an Indian person, a South Asian person, you know, anywhere from where you've had colonial rule, you're still obsessed with just being lighter skin. And you want children who are lighter skin. And it's just... It, like it's, the, it's such a the standard of, part of society because that's the standard of beauty they think that the fair in india especially they think the fairer you are the prettier you are and um i i remember when i got married and i was talking like we were all sitting down and talking about you know our experiences pre the wedding and my mother-in-law said that she's like oh my god there were some girls we just couldn't they, they were very dark the first sentence was they were very dark. And I got offended because I know it's not meant for me, but I got offended as a woman. I'm like, I just on feel bad behalf. on their behalf saying that, first of all, I am really do not like the word rejected, which Indian people use way too much. And I just don't like that word. Um, so I've heard this word plenty of times from my in-laws side that, oh, they, you know, you were like perfect for us and, we, you know, we matched completely, blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, yeah, there were so many girls. I mean, they were doctors or whatever, but we rejected them. And I'm like, that is so wrong in my opinion. And the fact that they were darker made them any less appealing is is just, I'm appalled by, so by that. So in doing this research, the other another factor that I came across that I was just kind of blown away by was shadi.com did a survey of 12,000 people on their platform Uh and overwhelmingly all of them said that skin tone is a very important factor in picking their significant other. I'm not surprised at all at all if especially if you're doing like an arranged marriage or um, this uh, you know Mm -hmm. uh, online uh, matchmaking then I am so not surprised because Indian people have that. And especially when your family's uninvolved, the first three things they will say that a girl when she walks in is that, is she fair? Uh, is she from, you know, uh, slim? Because when you say perfection, it's not oh, just yeah. about the color. No, no, no. She slim has to be slim. Very important. And, and that word is like, it bothers me. It's not, is she fit? Is she healthy? Oh, well, no. healthy is just fat in Indian <laughs> culture. Let's be honest, it's fat. Yes. But it's no, is she slim? Slim. 
And uh, so uh, is she fair? Is she slim? And she's like the traditional, like sweet talking, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. reserved woman. And I don't think they deal well with... Sober. 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 Oh my God. <laughs> I've heard that word all my life all growing up. All the time. All the time. She's very sober. I Half the time, I didn't even know what they what that word meant. Like you usually, when I come here Garelu. and say... Garelu. Garelu, yes. Like homely, but not yes. like homely in the ugly sense but homely in the she'll take care of the household and won't have too many opinions and won't be assertive and aggressive yeah so sober is when they are very uh reserved yeah so um and i i know that when i moved here and i used that term and my one of my caucasian friend was like i'm sorry what and she was like well here sober means you're just not drunk and i'm like oh perhaps i should not use that term for my daughter or someone that she's very sober <laughs> but it's it's so yeah so when you when you talk about perfection it's not just about being fair it's all those things you know i um for a really long time i would get panic attacks about going to india yeah because i didn't go for a really long time right so i grew i grew up here i went there like when i was 15 and everyone's like oh you know so good to see you they hadn't seen me since i was nine so long period had gone by and everyone was lovely and everyone's great but there was definitely backhanded compliments uh, backhanded statements about my weight and they're like oh you know it'd be good if you lost a little bit more weight mind you i was like a size zero and i was still hearing this and it kind of it really bothered me because at that point like when you're a teenager and you're a girl you're already feeling uncomfortable about your body of course and so for people to openly be like you should lose a little bit of weight like random people that you just met it's really hurtful and after that i i like would get straight up panic attacks about going to india because i'm like i know 100 percent i'm gonna land and the first thing the person's gonna say oh Krithika, how are you oh you put on a little bit of weight oh, oh you're God. healthy and it would just it would create anxiety inside of me because then they were like oh eat a ladu Oh, you don't eat enough. And you're just like, you just call me fat. And then you're complaining that I don't eat enough. Right. It's just, it's so messed up. It's really messed oh, up. Oh, and then girls do this all the time. I remember like a family member, I'm not going to name names. She was my, like younger than me. And she was like, oh, you know, I've heard so much about you. You're so great. All of this stuff. She's like, but you're a little fat. <gasps> to my face. Oh, and Eric was there too this time. And I just wanted to be like, and you're a little ugly. But I didn't say that because it's just going to hurt your feelings. Uh, I have another word. It's not going to go anywhere like positive, but it deeply hurt my feelings. I have another word for that, but I don't think I should say that (laughs) on the podcast. But anyway. we did get the E rating, so I think it's fine. (laughs) But it's true. Like uh, you go there and you put on a little bit of weight and all of a sudden everyone looks at you like you have horns or something Mm because they're used to. So in my family, because my dad's side of the family all are, they have been overweight. Um, and all my life I've seen them like reduce and then go back and then come back. It's like up and down. And then, so I was always really fit growing up because my mom was more particular and she was like, you know, you should be fit. You should be healthy and healthy in a good way, not an Indian way, but Mm -hmm. good way. And so I have always been, I was a size, I was five, so I'm five, seven, and I've always been a size four, six, which was a really good, you know, Mm -hmm. fit um, size. So I remember I would get so much of that jealousy. I could see it on their face because, you know, people like my mom would constantly get, uh, people to ask about me for like my hand in marriage and I had two other cousins 
and who were like 10 years older than I was and they were not like they were actually not getting any well it becomes a com- competition thing exactly India, right? and it de- marriage is everything and to be honest like it became to it come came to a point where my I was just so awkward I just like I don't want to be here because I can feel that mm-hmm. jealousy coming in and it's not my fault that I'm taking care of myself and it's not my fault that I'm not you know overweight and in their eyes um like I had my own issues but as, at least I'm not using someone else's issues into it. So, so that's, you bring up a really important point because I, I face that here in the United States. And I think that's why I, for a really long time, kind of didn't have Indian girlfriends because right. there is that aspect of jealousy. And it yeah. comes from this place of us constantly being told that the only value we bring to the table is finding a good husband and getting married into a good family. Right. And so then it's this inherent competition that gets created right. where you for some reason start thinking you're competing against every other girl that you meet for some arbitrary you know husband right and yeah and then that jealousy arises and you I, I mean I faced it a lot and I saw it across a lot of spectrums and I was just like there's so much more to life than getting married like I'm not interested in getting married like don't ruin our friendship and don't like destroy what we could have as two really wonderful friends because you feel jealous of certain the way you look yeah. or the way i look or whatever because you have it in your head that you have to get a brother better husband husband That's than right. me like yeah. we are better than just, just wanting the, husbands yeah for sure no, but the, it's just not just that like i would see if i had gained like if i would gain about five pounds or something and i go back and then they would be like, oh, you look so nice now. And you can see how happy they yeah, are because yeah, you're just so, not. Hey. It's just very Okay, I have bitchy. to say this. The worst thing, though, worst thing is India has a very unhealthy understanding of being fit. True. Right? So they're all, oh, I'm skinny. Oh, I'm skinny. But they're skinny unhealthy. Like, yeah. There is a skinny unhealthy where you have a lot of fat inside your body but you just look slim and there's a skinny healthy or there and there's just like a healthy where you have a good mix of right. you know muscle and you're strong and you have strength right and they don't recognize that they're very anti-women having muscle and women being strong right and that's why i think that you see almost all of the bollywood um actresses working out whenever you see them working out it's like a type of workout that's not heavily focused on strength training uh-huh. because they don't want to be look muscular muscular like they yeah. want to systematically avoid looking muscular like they want to look like size double zero with like mm-hmm. no fat whatsoever or no yeah. muscle whatsoever it's, it's an unhealthy form right like, it's just all done by like oh i'm not going to eat this i'm going to cut this out i'm going to cut bread yeah. out i'm going to cut rice out i'm going to cut all carbs out and it's just it's a complete but then they un- get healthy lifestyle but then they get those um the roles that they're portraying the mainstream at least they're all yeah. uh, like because of the way they look exactly. and they're not roles like oh you know what's the story like is she uh, you know what are they portraying so i saw this interview uh, of one of the one of the really good actors like i like her work a lot her name is vidya balan and she was talking about her latest movie and what her role is in it and she's very like she picks roles based on how they are portraying women in that and she always has a very feminist uh role in every movie like she portrays this really strong role every time and which is great i really like that about her and so she's really happy and she's excited about this interview and she's talking about her role and this 
this media guy says uh, she, he was talking about the roles and said so we always see you in these women-centric roles um so your upcoming movies are you going to be in a women-centric role or are you going to think something about uh, are you going to think about losing your weight mm-hmm. and she looks at him and says how is me losing weight and women-centric movies correlated like how is that a connection and then you can see visi- her being visibly upset and if i was the person if i was her i would have punched him in the face i would have thrown a shoe at that <laughs> exactly dude. i really would have like i felt offended watching it i felt like that is such a rude thing to ask a woman and not the fa- and on media like on an interview yeah, and all the time right so bollywood has created completely distorted uh, realities about what women are supposed to be like right like they're supposed to be extremely skinny and they're they want katrina calves all the time yes they flat tummies and like perfect hair and mm-hmm. fair skin and all of these things and that's what like is driving a lot of these uneducated communities in India where they're like, oh, that's the standard of beauty. That's where we need to be. We need to be fair. We need to be skinny. We need to have perfect hair. We need to have perfect skin. And if we don't have those things, we're worthless. Right. And it just compounds to the fact that culturally, they're already being told they're worthless because they're women. Yeah. And now, on top of it, if you're missing the beauty standards, it's it's really sad like it's extremely sad it hurts like what i feel like yes people are doing this for sure but it hurts even more when your own family does it like when mm-hmm. you're fa- when in your family people are like it's constantly about how you look oh your hair is why did you cut your hair like i i would still have that i still have my mom whenever we'll talk about something and she'll be like you cut your hair why did you cut your hair why are this sh- why is your hair short why are you wearing this shirt it doesn't look good on your figure like it's constantly about how i look and i tell her i'm like ma i'm 35 years old i think i earned the right to dress myself and i earned the right to look however i lo- want to look she's like oh i don't like when you leave your hair open it should be in a but like it's uh, there's just so much um expectation for me to look perfect yeah, all the time that, isn't that funny it's it's funny because you are the um, lesser gender because you're a female, but you're expected to be perfect. Yes. Right? To make up for your lesserness, you're yeah. expected to be beautiful, to be smart, to know how to cook, to have a great husband, to take care of your in laws, to bear fantastic kids. Like, you are expected per- to be perfection. Perfect. Yeah. To make up for the fact that you're not a man. And it's, I, I genuinely feel this is what the underlying problem is it in is. the Indian society. It is, definitely. And it's more pronounced in the Indian society because when I come here, I, I came here in Canada and I saw that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Women are not like, they're like, I'm going to do whatever. And the parents are not that much in their face all the time. But for, for Indian society, it's like always, oh my God, you've gained weight. Like that is a conversation I have every single time I meet my people two things one i've gained weight or i have lost weight two what have i done to my hair three um am i looking radiant or not like am i is my face looking you walk in the door in five minutes they spend like just judging your outer exactly and grading you and grading and it's just like and they're like and i understand like my mother would always have and my mom is in fashion industry so she clearly understands fashion a lot and she knows a lot about how to dress your body how to dress your um you know weight like if you have gained weight then wear certain things that make you look fitting like slimmer whatever like she's really good at that but what I don't, what I find really 
upsetting sometimes is sometimes our choices may not match like sometimes i would like to wear something that she doesn't approve of but the fact that she gets offended that i wear something that she's not approving of and that is like i'm like it's okay for me to wear something that you don't approve of because like she's like oh whenever i dress you you look the best and i'm like i'm sure that's true but maybe i want to try something else and maybe not look good and that's fine with me like if i wear something and not look good i'm fine with that mm-hmm because it's something I tried and that is not okay with her so I find and I think that moms do that do you think that like do you think moms always have that that your Uh, daughter looks perfect I have an extreme relationship with my mom when it comes to this stuff and she's probably going to get upset that I'm sharing this on a podcast but like we just you know my and, and again I don't blame her she was the daughter of someone who had four daughters and felt the social pressure of being like oh you know, you have four daughters, you're going to have to get them married. It's very costly, right? And then she got married into a family where, again, it was everyone around her saying, oh, you have a daughter, you know, thank God she's pretty. At least she'll get married into a well-to-do family, right? So it was just like brainwashing that kind of also led her to have this relationship with me where I think my mom placed so much pressure on me to be fit and skinny and like perfect in the way I look and present myself that I for a really long time had like body dysmorphia and I still deal with it like there are still moments where I deal with it because I remember being a size zero and looking at myself in the mirror and saying oh my god I'm so fat like I would say this all the time and I drove my friends nuts they were like you're not fat you're like you're insane you think you're fat and I'm like I'm fat like I'm 100% fat like I was so obsessed with losing weight that I would come back from school like this was in high school I would come back from school I would grab my bike and I would do three miles on my bike every day without fail right because I was like I have to get some more exercise in and I was very particular about what I ate and I tried not to eat too much but I love food like I'm I'll be the first one to tell you I love food but I was very conscientious of it and I was always worried that I ate too much or ate too little all of this stuff like during the summer months I would just go swimming like I would swim 20 laps in the pool every day because I was like oh I gotta you know I can't be fat I have to lose weight and then in college I was obsessed with just like going to the gym and working out every single day no matter what time it was because I had to be skinny Mm -hmm. and every conversation with me somehow got to the topic of me being like oh I'm fat oh I shouldn't eat this and it's just it took me a really long time to realize that that's not true like I'm not fat and so when I did and it caused me to become unhealthy I was working out way too much I wasn't eating enough I messed up my entire metabolism because I was just constantly driven by this factor of like oh I have to be skinny oh I have to be fit so I would eat like eight to 900 calories and I would work out like crazy, like go three miles running, kickboxing seven times a week, like just insane shit. And then I became extremely unhealthy. And then all of these like problems started arising in like my hair becoming too skinny, my face looking dull and all of these things started arising. And then it just, it occurred to me that I, my views of beauty standards are completely distorted Mm -hmm. and they are impacting my health and I need to change that right so yeah that's 
kind of where I am and now it's gotten a lot better because I've figured myself out and I've been like I don't care like I've developed this I really don't give a flying fuck attitude if anyone says anything to me but before that like even a year ago if you had met me I was deeply insecure about the way I looked, the way I presented myself, because again, it's a constant topic of conversation if you're an Indian girl. It's, of course. Everyone's telling you, your cousins are telling you, your family's telling you, your siblings are telling you if there's one thing wrong with the way you look. Yeah, like that has, and believe me, you're not alone. I'm pretty sure every family, every single member I know goes through that. Um, it's a constant topic of conversation with us as well. I would go home and I only see my mom and my dad once a year because they live in India. And I see my brother once a year because he's in Chicago. And every year we would meet uh, like a like my mom comes from India. I go to Chicago and we have this meeting. And I, I know that I would literally land. I would step off the plane and my brother would be either. They're the only two things oh, you lost weight, or it'll be, Shipra, you gained weight. Like, it's the either it's of the two. It ruins your entire and what, day. It not just ruins my day. It makes me feel like, like, is that all I'm worth? Is, it, is that all it is? And I understand where they're coming from. I understand that they're coming from a place where they want me to be fit and healthy. And I understand that Do part. Do you really think, though? Do you really think they come from that place? Or at least my... At least, thing? No, I think at least my mom and my... My, uh, my dad... Oh, sorry. My mother and my brother, yes. I think that they're coming from that place. And plus my brother specifically because he... Um, and my mom, too, because I've always been... I don't want to say skinny, but I've always been uh, fit, right? I, I never had excess, uh, you know, fat or anything. And so I came from there and then I had kids and then I got married, had kids. And all of a sudden, they're not used to seeing me like this. They're not used to seeing me bigger. And I went from size four to size six to size eight and like 10. So they're not used to seeing that drastic of a change, which is why they're so obsessed with the fact that you used to look like that. What happened? And I'm like, that was 22 years of, that was me 22 years ago. And this is me when I'm 35. So yes, there will be changes. And my mother has gone through changes. So she, she knows that. So I don't think for my mom, I know that it's not coming from a place of that culture thing, but it is coming from a place that she wants me to look as I was when, you know, I was with her, when I was living with her. So she wants me to be, oh, my daughter was perfect. But the even if it's so even what the whatever the difference in um, but the, okay here's the argument here's the problem though inherent problem right there is this obsession with my daughter is perfect or should be perfect right, right. which always goes back to you should be fit yes like you shouldn't have moments where you are fat and yes healthy mm -hmm. you should be fair fair like you shouldn't get too much sun and become oh too tan because yeah. oh my god you're not gonna be fair anymore, right right so there's this constant obsession with perfection that really weighs on the Indian female. And I and can I tell you, I have that those moments because I know I'm going through it right now, right? Still with my mm -hmm. mom saying this, with my brother saying this, I'm still going through it. And every time my daughter comes to me and she's 10 and she comes to me and she's like, mommy, am I fat? And she asked me that question one day and I cried for like an hour. I'm like, first, you are, there is no way anyone can call you fat. And number two, I don't really care and neither should you. She's a very smart woman. She's a very, very independent and she's growing up to be the woman that I admire. And I don't want her to feel like she has to be perfect. And I kept keep telling her that you don't have to 
you don't have to be an all-rounder. When you call yourself an all-rounder, your looks are not in it. That's not part of being an all-rounder. When you say that you're an all-rounder, meaning that you are great in what you do, uh, you're good in studies, you're good in sports, you're good in uh, dance, you're, whatever activity you choose. But how you look should not be part of that, that well, group. I would, I would disagree. I think that you should look in a way that makes you look comfortable. Like the yes. way that you love, right? Yes, of that course. You, that you are happy with. And finding yes. that is really, really important in being that well-rounded person. Yes, so when I say that uh, that it's not included, I mean the, the idea of beauty that they think other people have of them. Mm -hmm. For example, if she comes to me and says I'm fat at the age of 10, I think it's heartbreaking and that should not be included in her thoughts at this point. So, and, and she's not. Yes, if I would have taken to the doc her to a doctor and the doctor told me like her, her BMI is high or something like that, then yes, maybe we would reconsider that and I would be like, look, your BMI is high, meaning that you are eating, you need to exercise more. And then that's a different com uh, conversation yeah. because that means her health is affecting. Mm -hmm. But she is, and, we, and I took her to the doctor and she said, she's perfect in terms of her height, weight, everything as a child. And I told her, you're perfect, but here's what you should do. You should have physical exercise because I need her metabolism to be, like I need her to be healthy mm -hmm. in a right way. Mm -hmm. So I tell her, but I don't like when she comes to me and she's like, mommy, you're so much prettier. I don't look pretty. My hair is like this. And I'm like, honey, that is really not important right now. And you are beautiful. I mean, I'm pretty sure that she knows it, but she also feels it a little bit sometimes. There's a lot of pressure. And There's a, you start feeling that from a very early age where girls start calling you fat and calling you ugly. And it's very, very difficult everywhere. Like, and, and you add the level of like Indian bullshit of fairness and skinniness to it. And it's just, it's no wonder so many Indian women stay quietly and dress like, feel the need to like completely cover, cover themselves, themselves yeah and wear like tights under their <laughs> dresses because they're like they're ashamed of their bodies of they've course. been told to be ashamed of their bodies their entire lives and it, you know this just reminds me of a really great story i had this fantastic mentor when i was in college and um you know, I went to her because I was like, okay, where do I go in my career? Like, what internships do I need to do? All this stuff. So she was guiding me through it. And she rightly pointed out, she's like, you have a chip on your shoulder. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, you are out to prove something. Who are you proving what to? She's like, in front of me, I see a very smart, talented, driven person. Mm -hmm. But I don't think you see that right and then she proceeded to tell me about her daughter and she's like look i tell my daughter she's the most amazing beautiful talented person in the world 10 times a day and she's like the reason i say that to her is because i know she's going to go out into the world and the world is going to tell her that she is not great yeah and that she is not smart and that she's not beautiful and all this negativity is going to come her way so in the least I can do as a parent to prepare her is to give her so much confidence that when the world knocks her down, she still has a good level of confidence in Absolutely. her. And I, I was so amazed by her viewpoints and the way she approached that because I was like, that is not how Indian parents approach things. Nope, nope. They're the first to tell you <laughs> that you're a piece of garbage. Like, 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 I, I hope you know you're gaining weight. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, you got a B plus? Not good enough. Like... <laughs> They, so I was just so, it was the first time that I heard someone say that and it was refreshing. I was like, this is, is 
this is how it should be. Yeah, of course. Like I tell my daughter all the time and then she comes to me. So she's very confident in terms of her uh, ability to solve problems. So she's good with like her, her educational, like academically, she's pretty sound. So she's very confident that front and she's a very um, self-driven person. So I'm really happy about that. But the fact that she now are, is asking me, like she's uncomfortable with her body right now because she's going through those those changes. And I keep telling her, like, like she is now feeling uncomfortable enough that she doesn't want me to look at her. And I keep telling her, I'm like, you need to be comfortable with who you are, what you look like, and it's all fine. And like she was one day, she came to me and she said, mommy, I have hair on my arms. And I'm like, you're too young for me to take that out. So unfortunately, you're going to be fine <laughs> until you're ready for that. And my point is that I was trying to, for me, I'm trying to tell her that everything that you are is fine and normal and good. You don't have to change anything just because you want someone else to say that, oh my God, you're so pretty. That's not what you're aiming for. What you're aiming for is that you are comfortable with who you are, what you look like. And because uh, I got, so I have never been told that I'm, like because I'm the lighter shade in my family if that makes sense mm -hmm. like I'm not I'm not fair but I'm like the lighter of the other colors so everybody thought that I was fairer because mm -hmm. I was you know my point is that I uh so when I was getting married I remember two three days before the wedding my best friend uh, was in India and we decided to go out for lunch and I and it was such a small thing right she's like oh you're gonna get married you're gonna get busy let's go out for lunch and we were categorically told not to and I asked my mom I'm like I just want to go have lunch with my best friend I'm not going to be able to see her for a long time and she said no but it's like it's so sunny I don't want you to be outside because it's two days into your wedding and you're gonna be you know you're gonna get tanned and you you know you're the dirt will ruin your skin and you have to put makeup on and all. and I listened to the whole thing and the fact that I actually believed her and agreed and actually didn't go now makes me upset and it's been 14 years and I still hold that grudge and I'm like I should have really gone and had that lunch and I'm like this is this is like so this is so crazy and this is not my mom this is like the family telling me not oh, yeah. to do it gets compounded okay so my mom's sister is brilliant she has always been a very very brilliant student right like right. straight A's academically academically extremely smart like top of her class constantly and now she's like a very uh sought after gynecologist in right. delhi mm -hmm. and i look at her life and i don't know my assessment is there was a lot of bullshit thrown at her because she was dark mm. right so my grandparents always had this pressure where they were like, oh, we need to get her married. We need to get her married. And who's going to marry her because she's dark, right? My mom's other sisters, my mom and her other sisters weren't dark. She was the darker one. And so they were like, we're not going to be able to find a good family for her because she's dark. And I'm like, this woman has a fantastic personality. She's well-read. She is a great doctor. And you're thinking that nobody in India is going to want to marry her because she's dark? That's so crazy. Not not beautiful. She was she's beautiful, but she's just, just dark. She's just dark. Yeah, yeah. And so, what happened is that in this pressure of the society telling her, uh, telling my grandparents that you know she's dark and you're not going to find the right uh, family for her, they married her off to a family that they thought was like good. And sure, you know she worked it out and everything, but she struggled a lot in the beginning of her life. In 
putting her career together and not really having a lot of support from her family. Like she struggled significantly. And despite that, she overcame, started her own clinic and is so well known in Delhi. But it's so unfair that she had to struggle so much. Just because she, just was, because darker. she was darker. That's so crazy. Right? It's so unfair that her darkness was more important factor than the fact that she was a doctor. A very good <laughs> doctor. Right. Top of her field doctor right and girls face this all the time in india and it's so sad it's so sad and it's not surprising that so many indian women don't speak up they don't like they don't find their personality they don't find their voices they're just kind of demurred and they kind of keep to themselves and they stay in hushed tones and they are busy doing all these rituals and bullshit in the house because they have never been told find your voice forget all this bullshit of not being pretty enough not being skinny enough not being fair enough not being you know educated enough or whatever not 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 focus on all the good stuff nobody has ever told them so the ones that succeed when i see women succeeding indian women succeeding you know i'm i'm deeply moved because i'm like this person found their voice this person tapped into their talent and was just like forget the bullshit i'm gonna move past it and become something because I think we are extremely talented human beings. And the reason I think we're extremely talented is because we are constantly making up for trying to be perfect and right. on the way to perfect, we learn a lot right. and we pick up a lot of fucking skills. And it's not just perfect being just being pretty and physical. Have you noticed that being perfe- perfect in India means a whole lot of other things? Oh, yeah. Like being perfect mom. So get a 4 a.m. in the morning, make fresh lunches, make fresh dinners, make fresh food, make uh, clean the house, uh, do laundry, be perfect wife, make sure you support your husband, do that, uh, forget about your career, uh, be the perfect daughter-in-law. The perfection never know ends. How to cook. Know how to make cook. Make perfect round rotis. Oh my God. I was getting married and I remember my mother saying, okay so you know how to cook rotis i'm like that's my main skill that you're gonna be giving up and she's like because my mom actually my mom has always been very proud of me even for whatever i've done and so i'll give her credit for that that she she's always been like she she wanted she used to showcase me like her prized possession that you know this is something i made and which i like i mean of course i'm very thankful for that but she still does that she still wants that I should be that perfect person in her head that she created. And so now whenever I fall back even a little bit, she's like, oh no, how is this happening? I, I, may, I have this perfect creation. What happened there? And the fact that your flaws are not, you know what I mean? Like we all have flaws. Yeah. But the fact that they You're don't want to close to them. Yeah. They don't want to acknowledge those. They don't yeah. want to acknowledge that you are also flawed. And she's just like, she wants me to be this perfect person that she thought I am right so it has to be like oh my gosh like why am why am I making my husband cook one night like she got upset because my mom my my husband came home and he was cleaning the dishes he's like oh my god he was working he came home and he's cleaning the dishes and I'm like well I was home all day doing everything else so I think it's fine so that so so when you say perfection I don't think they limit themselves just for like fairness and the the... it's way beyond fairness and beauty absolutely cooking like For the longest time, I thought I was a really bad cook because every time I would cook, my parents were like, this is disgusting. We're not going to eat it. Dude, you cook really well. But the thing is, I don't cook Indian food, right? I was just, 
I have a love-hate relationship with the Indian culture. So part of the hate part was I didn't want to learn how to cook because I felt like it was um, too patriarchal and the pressure to learn how to cook was coming from this place of you're a woman and you should know how to cook. So yeah. I was just like, no, I'm just not going to learn how to cook. Like, forget it. But I would cook things like stuffed mushrooms, right? I would make, you know... Um, spaghetti and pasta and stuffed mushrooms and all of these like American dishes and I would make them for my parents I could get all the ingredients I would think about it the presentation was key and they would just not eat it and I was like oh man I'm a really bad cook and thank god for a family friend who whenever he was over he would eat everything I made and he'd be like this is delicious but for me I just thought I didn't think it was a sincere compliment because I was like but my parents don't like it so I think you're just being nice to me. And then it took years and Vivek's parents telling me, they're like, no, you're a fantastic cook. For me to realize, oh no, I am like a really good cook. I just don't know how to make rotis and dal right. and all of that stuff. And so that I think I'm a bad cook. Okay, so I've been married for 14 years. I cannot tell you how many times I had to explain that Indian food is not the only food on the planet. Man, I, I tell you one more time if I have to tell my in-laws that Indian food is not the only good food in the planet. I will, I swear, I, if I had a jar every time. Anyway, my point being, every time I would cook something, uh, you know, from Asian. anything, like uh, even Mexican pasta. Food. Yeah, pasta, because my kids like pasta, so I made a lot of pasta. And I remember my mother-in-law saying, there's nothing in pasta. Like, you just boil something and throw something. It cannot possibly be tasty. I'm like, have you ever tried? And she's like, no, I can never try. It looks disgusting. And I'm like, do you know how many people on this planet find Indian food oh, disgusting? So good. And exactly my point. And she's like, she thinks that if it's not, if you haven't put an effort into cooking, it cannot be tasty. Like if you haven't spent your entire day cooking a dish, it cannot possibly be tasty. I kid you not. This is exactly verbatim that I heard. Oh, it was cooked in 20 minutes. It cannot possibly be, t- be tasty. I'm like, how... How do you know that? Did you put it in your mouth? Like, do you have like, like, I cannot tell you how enraged, enraged I get when I heard that sentence. And I'm like, no, it's perfectly fine if I'm not. So it's like, no, you're not cooking rotis. You know, rotis for a complete meal, rotis are important. And for the like, for the longest time during my, my, my marriage, like, I'm just like, okay, so if I don't make rotis, if I only make subsies, I'm, it, it's an incomplete meal. <laughs> And so, you know, remember how I came to your house and you're like, I'm having dal and you just had the lentils? Yeah. And I'm like, how do you do that? You, uh, like, how come there's no rice or well, roti or anything? Really, this helps. Okay, this helps, right? So my <laughs> rejection of Indian food, I just came around to making it. Like, I literally learned how to make dal like a month ago. Right. I finally called my mom and right. I was like, okay, you gave me this cooker. I don't know. Like, you need to walk me through this process, right? And I, and the reason I did was I, after working with a nutritionist and working with a personal trainer, I, I realized that it has a lot of nutritional value. Yes. Like it's, it has a ton of nutritional value and it should be incorporated into your food. So because I did it so much later in life and I rejected such a huge part of it, I did it in my own terms. Right. Where I was like, I just want the nu- nutritional value out of it, right? So roti is great, but it's a lot of carbs and I don't necessarily need those carbs. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll just make the doll it has a perfect amount of carbs but it has a ton of protein which right. is what i need right so 
it helps. Like Vivek and I, people would be shocked if they find out like the type of food we eat. Because yeah, there will be days where we literally just make dal and we'll just sit there and drink it oh, like it's soup, and we're like, it's good. Believe me. And here's the so my mom sometimes would make dal. And then she'll make it super liquid, like super thin, right? It would have a lot of water in it. Mm-hmm. And she'll have it like soup. She's like, your dad doesn't need carbs. I don't want to make make roti and rice. We're just going to have dal as soup. So the, she literally has dal soup. Like it's half great. The, and it's because, great. You get all the nutrients. Exactly. You get the protein in there. Uh, you don't, you, you minus the carbs and it's, it's very filling. So she, you know, they have it for dinner. But in my household, I cannot do that. So if I make dal, they'll all be questioning. So there's the dal, but where's the rest of it? And and so that's my point. Like it's that perfection that you're we're talking about today. It's that. It's like if you're cooking, then you cook have to it cook like a five course meal with and, every single thing you have to and have. three times a day. Yeah, three times a day. So you just basically never leave the kitchen. Exactly. So this is which is why Indian women don't leave the kitchen. Yeah. And the ones that do leave the kitchen are the ones who are now actually a, a CEO of a company or something else. Like they're not really focused only yeah, on because if you can deal with all that bullshit if you can deal with being called um unfair and not lovely because you're dark uh if you can deal with being told that you're not smart enough that you're the lesser gender that you need to make better food that nothing you do is good enough and you still despite all that succeed honestly there's no other bullshit out in the world that can that they can throw at you oh absolutely you can't because you've already faced so much just like, from your yeah family. i've heard everything like, just from your family <laughs> I, I, right. it's so funny like i remember this story um my cousin sister because i when i lived in india i lived in a big extended family so we all lived in this big house together and um my cousin sister was getting married and it, there was a panic in the house because they were like oh no she only knows how to make Maggie <laughs> and like potato curry. Oh my god! Like she doesn't know how to make anything else. Like right, we need to right. teach her how to. So she would have to like go into the kitchen every single day, like two months before her ma- her wedding. And my mom and her mom and our cook would like collectively teach her a bunch of things to cook. I always used to think that was, it was so funny. And at that time, I was like, oh, I guess at some point I'm gonna have to learn this. And I think that's why I associated Indian food and learning how to cook Indian food to being like, oh, you're just getting me ready for like getting you the ready, perfect yeah, wife, yeah. And I'm not gonna do that, right? And so that's why I think I rejected it for right. so long in my life. Well, same is with my cousin. One of my cousins, she's really, uh, she's very focused, very driven woman. And she was, uh, she was one of those women in our families where we all used to look up to. It was like, oh, we wish we would, we were with Talibi. She used to work for Wipro. She was, she's an engineer and she was working for Wipro when she, and so when she was getting married and, and again, she had an arranged marriage and I remember her and I'm like, man, I want to be that woman. Like, I want to be that confident. She came back, she's like, I just I deserve better than that guy that you showed me. So I was I literally I kid you not that was one of the meetings. She went for this person like they all met and um she came back and she's like I deserve better than that. And so they were like yes you do because she was because again because she was very accomplished she was doing great in her career and she was very smart she was very comfortable with who she was and she was not that conventional like of course we found her beautiful but she was beautiful 
because of her because confidence. of her confidence like she was and now you look at her and you're like yeah she's gorgeous but that was not her thing you know what i mean like yeah. she was all about how do i be the best person i can be she's beautiful from her brain exactly and yeah. then she got married to uh so my jijaji or my my brother-in-law and he is um so my sister is or my cousin is um i would say a couple times darker than i am she's she's a bit more darker and her husband is like he's like a caucasian white like he's mm-hmm. white like really fair and i remember when the two families met and he was just so in awe of my sister and she was like oh my god she's so confident and she's like that she exudes mm-hmm. that thing and she was like it was like a like a immediate yes and was like yes i would love to you know marry her and then they met and everything so they had an arranged marriage and um and so i remember my my sister my sister was like all like yes i really like him he's very sweet he's very accomplished he's an engineer as well and then all of this happened so the date was fixed everything was going good and then my my her mom was like well mithali you don't know how to cook and she's like i know how to do cook carrots and peas i guess that's what we're having <laughs> for the rest of our lives but that was just a joke i mean of course she now she has two kids and she's cooking and everything and she's working um you know in a top executive levels at, at target and she's doing great and his her husband is doing great and they have two kids a full family so nothing was hindered by the fact that she didn't know no, how to all, cook it's all a bunch of fucking bullshit it was such a and, and the no. the fact that she had like that's she's the one that i look up to i'll be yeah. like i wish i had that confidence you know what this actually reminds me of a really great example so in 2015 or 14 i think it was 15 no it was 15 i went to india with my in-laws and my parents and you know we went because vivek and i had gotten married and so it was just sort of like a family trip to meet right. all of the meet rest everybody. of the family in india mm-hmm. and part of it was we were going to goa so we went to goa early and we stayed at this resort and before everyone else started arriving and there's a ton of chaos like my mom and my mother-in-law are talking my pa- and my dad my father-in-law are talking vivek and my brother my brother-in-law they're all sort of running around it's just all this chaos right and we all get to the hotel at the same time and then so i like the person that i am the assertive person that i am i take charge i go to the front desk and i'm like we have a reservation we have four rooms like this is the deal here's my booking details and everything right and she's the woman behind the counter sweet like probably 20 something year old girl she's like pulling up the reservation she gives me the keys and then she's like ma'am how are you so confident right and she was just like in awe of the Aww. fact that my family including my husband and my dad were all just like doing their thing drinking champagne like <laughs> <laughs> having and i was the person oh who took charge and i was like this needs to happen and it, it was just it was a moment of pause where i realized oh right i'm in india where most girls don't take charge right where most girls aren't aggressive and they aren't the ones assertive not aggressive assertive and aren't the ones who go up and you know say this needs to be done this needs to be done and i did that throughout my trip in india because I'm the most organized person. I'm the one who's not going to lose all the passports. I'm the one who knows like when we need to be, where we need to be. So yeah. everyone just like <laughs> relies on me to get that done. And I I want more women in India to be that way. Like I want them to find their voice and to stand up because if right. we want change in that society, which is what we want. We want people to stop obsessing over the skin color and obsessing over being fat and skinny and all of this stuff. 
we need more women to stand up and take charge and you know when someone says something just be like sorry that's your own your problem yes yeah. because you come from a limited understanding that's your own freaking problem yeah and i'm gonna do what i'm gonna but they do. have to get out of it from their family first like yeah. it's not and that's that's the hard part but that but it's possible it is possible it is that's possible for sure. thank god for social media podcasts like ours where we talk about those things and maybe we're helping some girls find their voice right right and we're helping them move forward i hope so the other thing is though i and i really quickly want to address this is i'm seeing progress in society but i'm also seeing a lot of older women blaming the women oh my god yes that never ends oh my god you'll see i i i remember watching something and we had you know how they judge you by what you're wearing oh my mm-hmm. god it's a wedding and see how how basharam she also, was wearing like a sleeveless top and the uncles of the family were there i'm like so what she looked gorgeous what's the problem oh yeah and sleeve oh my shoulders they're gonna really like, turn someone on <laughs> I remember the one year after my wedding and I uh, we went to my husband's cousin's wedding and uh, so I was wearing traditional wear throughout just out of respect like you know I'm the new daughter-in-law sure so I wore sari uh, you know and I wore silver the suits during the day and I wore a sari during the night and everything the last day of the function so the last day of the um, the whole ceremony um we were supposed to leave me and my husband were supposed to leave because it was our one year anniversary we were trying to celebrate it in kerala so we were just leaving now i was supposed to catch a flight so i like okay we're gonna get up uh you know get ready have breakfast say bye to everybody and then we go catch our flight now i don't think that i would be wearing a sari to do that so i wore my jeans and t-shirt like you would to mm-hmm. go catch a plane and I went and I said bye to everybody and just like a good daughter-in-law I'm like you know it was really nice thank you so much and blah 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 I did all of that said bye to everybody and I went away and later on my mother-in-law tells me that oh by the way uh, you know those women they were saying that oh Shipra was wearing jeans in the function and I'm like so and he's like no no we don't care but they were saying I'm like Okay. Maybe they should try some jeans. And like, find I, out how comfortable they And are. they would thank me later. That do you know how 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 um, freeing <laughs> that was <laughs> when they don't have to worry where the dupatta is going? I t- kid you not. I was like literally in shock. I'm like, I was gonna go catch a plane. How is that it's, okay? But that's that's all they know. I mean, my when my great aunt or my grand grandmother visits, we we got them jeans. And we were like, yeah. you guys are going to wear jeans. And they were so, like, uncomfortable at first. And they were just like, oh, how can I? And we're like, look, the great thing about visiting America is no one's going to judge you if you wear jeans or if you wear the traditional Indian clothes. But right. why don't you wear jeans? Yes. And so they tried it and they loved it. And they were so comfortable with it. And so every time now they come back and they're like, where are my jeans? Because they leave them here. Oh, sweet. And the, but the, the, it's the simplest thing of like wearing jeans. Oh, you could bought modern Like this girl is way too modern. And it's like, <laughs> she's wearing jeans. She's wearing jeans. She's trying to be comfortable. Yeah, That's what she's, she's doing. Trying, it's just, but, but what I was actually talking about is there is a rise of uh, divorce rates in India. Uh-huh. Right. And every time I hear so many women in my family, my like older cousins, aunts and stuff being like oh it's because you know girls are too smart now and oh my god in this yes. demeaning way yes and it just makes my blood boil it's like 
what do you mean? So you mean because a girl is educated, because she's financially can support herself, she is unwilling to stay in an abusive marriage or a marriage that is just not working for her. So that is a bad thing. That is oh, it's where never she the guy's fault. Horrible person. Oh yeah. Oh, it's no, never the guy's fault. The guy fault. is always in a state of depression because he got divorced. It's never the guy's. Fault. Oh and and oh my God and God forbid if you are not able to have kids for a while, geez, that's always the woman's fault. That hasn't gone yet. Yeah, always. And it's like and I oh I remember this conversation and I'm not gonna name who had who I had this conversation with um and I'm like oh and that person asked me oh how's your cousin she got married right I'm like yeah it's been about two years now do they have kids and I'm like no not yet now my mind you my cousin was actually finishing her MBA at the time so clearly she was not ready to have kids at the time and then she goes well there must be a problem I'm like how do you know and she goes, no, no, nobody waits for that long. I'm like, how do you me. know, though? I'm she like, can meet I, me. I, I, was <laughs> I was like, dude, I had my kids like 21 months apart. I'm pretty sure that's not, I mean, seriously, it's not, whatever. But my point is that actually what upsets me is that how are we so educated? Like India is such a educated country now. It's so progressing. It's doing so great. It's, uh, you know, economically. But we are still living in like 1920. Because we lack common sense. Because like society doesn't put value in common sense people don't have common sense even the education system like i remember the indian education system oh geez i like totally failed out of it because it was just not for me right i remember my hindi final exam i got like a 25 out of 100 and at that point the feedback my mom got was thank god she is fair and pretty oh, because yeah. at least you'll so, still be able to get married right right so that's always like the default so you know god forbid i wasn't fair and pretty and dumb like what would happen to me have you heard that sentence have you heard that yes oh, <laughs> i hate it so much so what shipra just said for those of you who don't speak hindi is she's just like we just have to prepare the daughter like this is what a lot of indian parents echo to each other where they're like our job is just to prepare our daughter for her marriage, for her eventual house with her husband and her husband's family. Because this is temporary housing. Yeah, this is apparently. temporary housing. It's just so wrong. It's so wrong. And it goes back to our last conversation about Kanyadan and yep. how much I freaking hate Kanyadan. <laughs> and I really don't think people should do it because it, it doesn't come from a good place. It's a, it's a, it's a negative thing. I, I remember not very long ago, uh, my mom used that term for uh, my niece and like, oh, like meaning we have to prepare her. And I'm like, she's seven and she's living in the United States. I'm pretty sure she'll be very well prepared by the time she gets ready to get married. And I, I cannot tell you how much that sentence bothers me because we're not born in this world to eventually find a suitable husband it's not we were born to do much more so this whole idea of like oh my god like it it, it almost makes me feel like we are all commodities like they get this commodity as we a girl and then they have to have this perfect like it's an object right so they want to make it so super perfect so that it's attracted attractive to suitable you know customers do you know what i mean like that yeah. analogy you know and what the funny thing is though going back to our very first podcast 
there is an overwhelming number of men. So really, there's a lack of women, which means that we don't have to work so hard. There's too many men available. <laughs> just but it's one. still, it's still so like, there. no, you have to be the suitable one. You right. have to be better. You, that's the only way you're going to get into a better family. I have a quick question for you. Do you think it's only the women's? Do you think that it's only for women? Do you think that the perfection is not expected of of a man indian it man is, it is actually yeah we should discuss that a little bit it is but it's expected in a different way and this is what again another thing i really despise about it is their idea of men is like you have to be a manly man you right. know you have to be, take care of your family take, provide financially financially oh, yeah. take care of your family uh-huh. provide take care of your parents provide right you're not expected to cook you're not expected to clean you're not expected to really do anything around the household funny thing is my mom had a handyman right um this like caucasian guy come in and um no i think it was an african-american guy anyways doesn't matter he came in and he was doing some handiwork around the house right and my dad was taking a nap (laughs) and he he like turns to my mom and he's like so a lot of like Indian households call me like do the men not do handiwork around the house <laughs> and my mom is like yeah they're not no, they're, they're not, not taught they're, they're not, not taught how to like oh my screw god in a screw so so Ankur has this thing about oh my god oh I'll take care of it I'm like please do not you have not been told you have not been taught how to do handiwork and clearly you're not good at it like I we have this running fight between me and Ankur because I keep telling him that he's not a handyman because he was not we weren't like in India you're not you're just not because you pay 10 bucks and someone is going to come and do things for you and so when they're like oh yeah we can do fixing and then everything is shaking and falling apart yeah and so that is so true we get so many of these people tell us that uh do men not do anything and i know and a close family again i cannot mention on this podcast but they were telling me that the father-in-law comes and sits on the sofa and then he turns around and the kitchen is literally 10 feet away and turns around and says can you give me some chai maybe some water and the mom would get up and be like, oh, you don't do anything. And yet she will go get the water. She, oh, it's constant. That's like, that could be on a t-shirt because I think that plays out in every single household. <laughs> every, my, my like grandmother who is 80 something years old and has a hard time walking. My grandfather will be like, he'll sit down like on the dining room and he's just, he just sits there. He doesn't even have to say anything. And my grandmother's like, gets up, makes him his tea, gets him his water. And she's like... This is just my responsibility. You know, this is what I bring to the to the marriage. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, but, it's I, not, but at least she's doing it as if, like, it's her duty. I'm telling, talking yeah, about... Yeah, that's the problem. No, no, no. But I'm talking about people when they crib and then yet do it. So oh, they yeah, enable no, the behavior. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've seen my mom do that. She's like, oh, he doesn't do anything. He just sits there and he watches TV for my dad, yeah. right? And he's like, oh, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm just going to go cook his dinner. I'm like, why? Yes, just leave I'm it. Don't do it. Like, but, and the funny thing is, and then they comment on you, right? When yes. your husband is helping you. Like, I've had moments where Vivek has visited, like, my parents, and I've been like, babe, can you get me a glass of water? And my mom will be like, Krithika, go get yourself water. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, it's going to be funny. Give him water, too, right? Like, she's just so, this no, is such no, a, no, he's it's... not supposed to do it. And it just, like, it makes me so angry because I'm like, you have complained my entire life about how my dad doesn't help enough around the household. And now that I am working in a relationship, like I'm trying to make this relationship where we are equal partners and he sometimes cooks and gives me water. 
you're just like offended by oh it. my god my mother visited this month this year and uncle so uncle when he comes back from office so i cook dinner and then he cleans like he does the dishes right so he's doing his dishes and my mom walks in she's like Mujhe nahi lagta. <laughs> meaning i don't like this <laughs> and i'm like ma you know you're gonna leave in five days he's still going to do this because i'm not going to do this you know that right she's like Jab tak That's, that can't happen like as long as i'm here it doesn't it can't happen and then i see my mother going up towards you let me wash it and i'm like ma that's not cool it's not it's <laughs> I know. So not cool i it's it's so like it's such a messed up society. It's <laughs> but really, I, it's really messed up. We kind of digressed there a little bit with the with the perfection, but no, that's but it, the a, part of the it, point, right? So I think that it's kind of unfair to Indian men because I think they get the short end of the stick. They are not taught enough. They should be taught how to clean, how to how to cook, how to do things around Absolutely. the household because we're moving towards a very progressive society, and they're being left behind if they don't have those skills. Absolutely. And now you have, say, suppose you're here in the United States, and now you have a boy, right? And say, suppose you are, you know, kind teaching him how the, mm-hmm. you know how the world works you're not going to tell him like oh by the way our culture is no, like no, sit no, and no. do nothing I've He'll already like, uh, I've thought about this for a lot where I'm like okay if I have a son he's going to know how to cook he's going to know oh, how yeah. to clean uh-huh. he's and if he wants to you know do traditionally female oriented tasks that the society views as female more than happy Absolutely. go for it you should totally do it and vice versa same thing for the girl like i really want to break the culture norms oh for sure with the kids that i have that being said i don't have kids right now so i'm saying this you never know yes. when you have kids and yes. the chaos and everything. you can have two boys through. two girls one boy one girl you, know, you never yeah, know, you don't know how but like i have a boy and a girl and i see that and i always like both of them for me i don't see their gender ever for me it's like you go do your dishes you go you do your dishes uh, go clean your room like it's never going to be that you're a boy so hands not and when oh my god when someone comes to my house and be like oh this is radhika you should do it because you know you're the girl i'm like stop oh this is unfortunately this is not my friend (laughs) that these are my relatives that i can't say much about but my point is that i stop i tell her no and she's the great thing that i find i feel like i succeeded as a mom is when she turns around and goes but why and i'm like oh great i won (laughs) i finally won because i love that she questions that right she's like why should i be doing this this is not my job and and she questions those culture cultural norms and i just love that and i love the fact that she doesn't she doesn't believe in so when when i say perfection she's a perfectionist because it's she's very self-motivated mm-hmm. right so she wants to be perfect because of she wants to be perfect you know what i mean it's yeah. not because i want her to become something so she would come to me and she's be like oh no i got one question wrong in math and i'm like that's fine you, at least you know the answer now so that's good but she will get upset about that she's like oh no i'm not gonna get a perfect score on my math test or things like that like little things but I don't hold that against her because mm-hmm. the fact that she wants to be perfect is because that's her personality, not about, it's not about the culture, it's not about what I'm telling her or the in-laws she are telling her. She expects better from herself. Exactly. She thinks that she can do so much better, which is so great. As a, as a mom, you want children who are mm-hmm. self-motivated and you don't have to motivate them in, in different, in bribes or threats or whatever. But but that's the yeah. thing. It's, it's, so, it's be, crazy. So I like I the have, fact that you're not Indian. I have a, such an embarrassing story. Again, I, we might have to cut this out, but... Tell me, tell me. I'll, I'll figure so, it out if you have to cut it. Again, you know, with the whole 
constantly being criticized, especially by your moms, like especially by your Indian moms telling you you're not good enough in right. so many ways. My mom has this thing where she just like gives me this look. She doesn't have to say anything. It's just like sort of this look she gives me on oh, her yeah. face. We all have like, seen the look. approval. Oh my God. Right? And so we went on this like family, mini family re- reunion trip to Vegas. And um, I, I was just like, wearing something the first day and my mom didn't say anything because she's learned not to say anything because i'll get pissed but she can't control (laughs) her facial expressions so she just gives me this look and i'm just like ignore it it's fine the second day she gives me the same look and i'm like ignore it it's fine the third day she gives me the same look and i'm just like already kind of tense because it's a family reunion so there's a lot of like other pieces yeah other other bullshit you have to deal with and so everyone's like Let's get together. Let's take photos mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. So we're taking a photo. We're like walking to dinner. We all stop and in the middle of like Venetian and some other hotel like that's connected. And we stand there to take a photo. And uh, my grandmother gives me her purse. And she's like, can you hold this purse while we take the photo? And I was like, sure, of course. And um, they take a photo of me, a photo of the group. And then they zoom into me. Oh, to like point out how fat I'm looking or something, oh right? And it's and then they start laughing and I just lose it. I lose it. I take my grandmother's purse and I throw it across the room. No, you didn't. And I storm out. Oh no. And I am just like so insanely upset, right? And everyone's like, Krithika's always overreacting. <laughs> I love when like, they do that. I love it. She's constantly overreacting. We don't know what her problem is. She really needs to get a better attitude. And that just compounds my anger because I'm like, you don't, you don't get it. Like, I understand what you've been thinking. Like, your facial expressions have been telling me my, the constant disapproval for the last three days. Like, you can't hide it. And then I just... When I lose it, it's again my fault because at that point I'm really not perfect. Then I'm showing a very ugly side of me. And then I'm sitting there in the hotel room being upset because I'm like, I didn't want to be this person. Like, I didn't want to be this person who gets angry and chucks my grandmother's purse across the hall. (laughs) And it just felt so bad. But I'm like, this is the shit that you have to constantly deal with as an Indian woman is you're just constantly being told every second that you're not good enough right Right. if you do one thing wrong someone points it out and then if you lose it right then you're just like the worst person ever i very recently heard someone say you're having identity crisis to me because i was being bold and i decided to do this podcast because i wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. things that was bothering me and things that we you know usually we as indians we talk about and i heard someone say you're having an identity crisis and i'm just saying i was thinking to myself how do you know my identity? How do you know what I was? Or what was my true identity? Maybe that was not the right one. Maybe this is the right one. And remember the post we did on Instagram mm-hmm. that said that I didn't, I don't, I, I didn't find myself. I've traveled through madness to find myself. No, the one that we just recently did that said that we, uh, this is who, like I found myself. I haven't mm-hmm. changed. I just, I just found, found myself. myself. And so I deeply, deeply resonated with that because that's how I feel that I wasn't, it's not like I changed physically and emotionally and all the Mm -hmm. other. It's just that now I finally know who I am and I'm comfortable with that. I actually think that I was always bold. Mm -hmm. And 
it that just got pushed it just down. got pushed down because pushed I, down and covered with lots I, of bs and and to be honest like before we started doing this podcast we were talking about you know the general experiences we've had as an indian woman and i remember that all my life i have been a pushover it's been like because i've been told that mm-hmm. that's the norm right because You've you're been supposed to be over. the person who pleases other people exactly so how do you please anybody there are a couple of things you can do one being perfect is right. part being of it amiable. you have to be uh, the the perfect daughter the perfect sister the perfect uh, mom the perfect everything if anybody does anything wrong you are not right right mm-hmm. it's always your blame and that's how i've been so far so if my kid didn't do something right or wrong like oh what did you do then yeah. is it your fault i'm like well i'm not the only one who gave birth to him right or her like i have a husband we both mm-hmm. are trying to raise this child so if something mm-hmm. goes wrong it's both of us mm-hmm. that needs to be questioned not just me and so so with this perfection like me being a mom and i can talk about it because i have kids and i know this that perfection it carry forward when you have kids and mm-hmm. then it's like and and everyone is now not judging you on how you look or if you're fair or if you're thin but they're judging you what kind of a person are you creating next yeah. like what kind of a mom are you and then it's constant you're not a good mom because your son did this you're not a good mom because your daughter did this and i feel like that keeps going in circles which is why you have had a tough time with your mom because she went through that mm-hmm. she went through people telling her that she's not a good mom because oh, you guys did something and i told her this and i i've told her this and I'm, even though you don't want to take it out on your kid, I think at some point you do take it out on it's your subconscious. kid. It's subconscious. Because it's subconscious. Because you're like, you're the reason I keep getting told that I'm not good, en- good enough, right? No matter how much you love your kid, that pops up. That becomes a thing. And then on the other flip side, the last thing I want to add to this is at some point you get so used to being criticized about everything you're doing, about anything that you do that you start kind of preparing yourself for that criticism yes right you start yes. preparing for yourself uh-huh. and then i think two things happen one you take it at a whole nother level oh right? yeah you go past what anyone else can ever say you're like this person's gonna say this you anticipate all the criticism and then you take it to another level and you just you hate yourself and you criticize yourself deeper than anyone else can ever criticize you right yes and then when you have like analyzed the situation when you have let's say cooked something and you have put all the criticism you're like okay i need to do this and i need to do that and then you serve it and then someone says something to you and says oh Shipra, this is delicious and this is great but blah 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 you lose it yes you're just like <laughs> you don't understand <laughs> the amount of effort it yes. put into and this, this is what the, i think this is what's missing is like it's not just like the physical effort it's the mental effort you've put into doing anything because you've anticipated all, all the, the criticism, criticism. And then you've prepared for it. And despite that, someone's going to criticize you. Right. And yet criticism is just a way of life. But yeah. when you're getting it all the time, yeah. it, 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 it becomes it, part of it you. It becomes part of you. And then you subconsciously start searching for places where you're not constantly being criticized. Because right. it's exhausting. It's exhausting. To constantly be told you're not good enough. And, and the fact that like, I can see you, like you're always trying to please the person that you're criticizing you all yeah. the time. And it happens. Yeah. And it's usually is your mother because yeah. that's the closest one you have. And I know that I, tr- I like to please my mom all the time. I would, I, you know what? Sometimes I just like, I give in and I just wear, I know she like, I know that if I wear that shirt, she's going to like it. If I put my hair in a certain way, she's going to like it. Or if I wear a certain makeup thing that she's going to like it. So it's always about pleasing her. Now, when 
when I have my daughter and she's 10 years old, I've decided that enough is enough. I'm 35 years old and now I have started to push back and be like, you don't like that I'm wearing this shirt? That is way too bad. Tough, but I'm still going to wear it. <laughs> like if my mom says, don't wear shorts because you look a little bigger, I'll be like, it's freaking 100 degrees. I am still going to wear those shorts. So now I have pushed back because mm-hmm. I'm like, enough is You're enough. Finding your voice. I'm finding my voice. And I, this is what I want everyone to to understand that at some point you are not a daughter you're enough like you're not a daughter you're not a daughter-in-law you're not a wife you are a human being that actually is existing at yeah, this you point find your identity you gotta find your and voice then and then just stop pleasing people yourself. yeah that's what my uh mantra is stop yeah. pleasing people and on that note thanks everyone for tuning in and as always please subscribe on apple Podcasts, stitcher and wherever else you listen to your pods And uh, if you have a story that you'd like to share with us, please email us at hello at themodernindianmedia.com. All right. Bye.